Hello and welcome to the Go Think Big podcast. I'm Amy, I'm one of the writers on the site and it's just me today but I'm not going to talk for too long. So we've got an, quite an exciting podcast today. It's all about films and actors, the Empire Awards and James Nesbitt too. Um, so the Empire Awards were on Sunday and our community writer Steph and our former video producer Dan headed down to the Empire Awards with a dictaphone in hand to try and get some advice from these actors about what they, what they have to say to young people about getting in this sort of industry and we also have an interview with James Nesbitt who was the host of the Empire Awards so our editor Lamara headed down a couple of weeks ago to interview James and talk to him about hosting about acting about his uh, first ever audition about some weird adverts he's acted on and um, any advice he has really for aspiring actors so we have the interview up on the site but we have the full interview recording for you today that you can listen to in this podcast so first it's over to Lamara and to listen to our interview with James, here's what happened. Cool. So it's your second time um, hosting. Yeah. Brings you back, or did they just ask you? They're, well, um, obviously everyone else uh, said no, and uh, they came back to me, and I'm doing nothing else on the 29th of March. Um, no, it's fun. I mean, it's uh, you know, I've I've hosted quite a few different awards, and I've been to a few different awards ceremonies, but. Um, what really defines these Jamis and Empire Awards is that they're voted for by the public. So you get the, you know, the usual suspects from awards ceremonies like, you know, we've got Eddie Redmayne and Benedict Cumberbatch and Bradley Cooper uh, uh, under the best actor character. We've got, uh, but we've also got people like Peter Jackson for The Hobbit. Now, Peter has crossed over with Oscars and stuff with Lord of the Rings, but all the big, big franchises, all the big blockbusters, because, them, because Empire Magazine is so important to them and Empire Online is so important to the studios because they really are like adverts for their films, you know, I mean, even though they've got, you know, their own critical voice. Um, but uh, Empire is, you know, by far the most important kind of media outlet for films. So the fact that people vote for them, that means that you get the kind of the serious films, but also you do have, uh, you know, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Hobbit. So it's a big, big widespread of everything that everyone is watching. Um, and that's what makes it so exciting. It is the kind of tr- the, the last ceremony in the awards season. So they're all really ready to kind of... Um, move on but let their hair down one final time because it's not televised although it is streamed online it means they're not sort of they don't feel as under scrutiny as they might at other awards so they can enjoy themselves a bit more and you'll find that actually for all our what we think about uh, like huge stars like this is they actually you know they like to have a good time as well and this is the place to do that mm. so you mentioned sort of the importance of empire to mm. films um a lot of actors obviously grow up um, reading the magazine yeah. as fans of film like what um, sort of relationship have you had with the mag is it something you've always read or yeah I mean I sort of dipped into it now you know off and on over the years but um, but clearly I mean the one one of the things that's been a constant about it is that it has a very important relationship and a very open relationship with you know it, it managed to get against some of the best writers certainly in film because the, the, the you know the, the, the writers for Empire are also big fans of cinema so they um they know what they're talking about, and you know, so they're uh, they're not really as as thrilled as they are to be involved in film. They're not kind of fawning about film. So I think they are um, very fair about uh, uh, what they watch. So I um yeah, I mean I I go into it all the time, and also a lot of the time you don't know what's what film is out there, and they because they cover every film that's out there. I mean, it, it gives you an opportunity to find out about film that you wouldn't necessarily know. So, um, you know, for hosting, how do you prep for it? Obviously, it's not like the Oscars, you don't have to do a song and a dance, but, you know, what do you do? Well, I do do a song, actually. Okay. <laughs> did a song last year. I might not do it this year because it's too terrifying for words. Um, yeah, I write with, I've got a friend that I write with uh, called Julian McDonnell, and um, we sit down and look at each other for about 
72 hours and then eventually think, right, we've got to write something. And then sheer panic. It reminds me of when I was studying for like any exams, my O-levels as they were in those days, or my A-levels. I left it really until the last minute, but actually that's the sort of where I thrive, I think. So um, it is terrifying because it is a big night and it's an important night in film and there are some incredible people there. Like, you know, last year we had Schwarzenegger and Cruz and Jackman. I always call them by their last names. Um, we had Coogan. Um, um, but uh, so it's, you know, there's a bit of a responsibility there. It can be frightening, but it's that's the fun of it. I mean... I seem to have to put myself through these things, but I enjoy it. Yes. So, what kind of host are you? Do you sort of make sensational? <laughs> um, incredibly good looking. Uh, uh, I no, I think, yeah. I mean, you try to make, you try to be a bit tongue in cheek. I mean, I don't try to be too. I mean, it's not like a big kind of two-hour hagiography for everyone that's in there. Um, I'm the first person that said hagiography in an interview today in London. Um, but also it's not just, it's not too fawning, but also you don't want to kind of like just straight out insult them because um, there are people in there that might employ me in the future. Um, so it's got a very long audition piece. Uh, but everyone's in pretty good spirits. Uh, I mean, for many reasons, uh, not least because Jamison uh, sponsors it. And um, so it's kind of finding the balance. Mm. So, you know, looking at the films that are nominated, how many of those films have you had a chance to... Quite a lot, actually, to tell you the truth. I mean, obviously, I've seen everything. I've seen the theory. Well, if you look at best film, let's, let me have a look. What's up for best film? Well, the best British film, The Imitation Game, yes. Kingsman, yes. Paddington, yes. The Three of Everything, yes. Under the Skin, yes. <laughs> Any favourites? Are you totally impartial? I know I'm not uh, impartial at all. God. Um, I think favourites... Uh, it's tough, actually. I mean, I, I loved... I think The Imitation Game's sensation. I think Benedict's brilliant in that, but I love The Theory of Everything. Um, I mean, there's so much, but obviously, you know, I want to see The Hobbit do well because I'm sort of in it. It's, I mean, it's quite interesting to see. I mean, you, you really see it, because, like, last year, not only did the massive films win, but you also had James McAvoy win for Filth. Now, Filth is, a, you know, not a huge movie, and it sort of didn't have a huge um, uh, box office yet, here you've got a very knowledgeable readership of the Empire here. Go for the big things like the Hobbit movies, but yet they still uh, are sophisticated enough uh, and interested enough in film to vote for James Magaboy as well. I mean, and, he, and, and I was so thrilled for him because it was such a deserved uh, um, award. Well, obviously the, the site I work for, Go Think Big, is all about sort of helping young people yeah. you know, realise their career dreams. If there was one piece of advice that you'd give for any young person who wants to be an actor that you know transcends yeah. theatre, film, TV, you know, what would you, what advice would you give? I mean, you know, it's hard not to be sort of um, patronising at times. Mm. Uh, I, you know, and we live in a society where we're just told constantly, you know, if you follow your dream, it will happen. And which I think is a bit ghastly at times because sometimes it doesn't happen. You know, but I think um, if I could kind of give you an analogy. Um, you know, I learned very early on. I was told, I used to do a lot of directors uh, films with a director called Michael Winterborn, and um, Michael always used to say to me, "Your next film is your first film. Your next film is your first film." I mean, what he meant by that was that it don't get too used to it. You know, just keep working. I mean, I think hopefully hard work, whether or not it pays off in terms of you garnering huge success for yourself, I don't know, but it pays off for yourself. And if you can kind of like have enough faith in yourself. To understand that, that that everything starts with the work. You know, there's an awful lot of good things that come with it, but if ever if the priority is work, then that's good for you. And if it's good for you, then whatever happens in your life, it's good for you and, you, and those around you. Mm. So, do you still get nervous, sort of first day on set or hosting? Or yeah, terrified. Yeah, how do you overcome that? Just get on with it, or yeah, it's a good question. I think you have to be nervous. 
frankly. And again, that's quite a cliched response. But I think um, you have to, if you if you've done the work, you can still you can you can do all the work that you need to do, uh, but still be nervous. But it means that, that if you've if you've done the words, you've got something to counter the nerves with. You know, you always must have a belief. You know, and belief comes through the uh, the work. But um, but sometimes I just drink heavily. No, I'm joking. No, don't do that. Um, a lot of times when we interview sort of actors and directors and such. Um, you know, they talk about, you know, horror um, auditions and such. Like yeah. When you were coming up as a young actor, is there any auditions that you went to that just went horribly wrong or for really embarrassing adverts or...? Oh, well, I did a lot of uh, funny... I mean, I did I did a commercial once where I had to be an overweight Captain Kirk uh, in a Pizza Hut ad. And we had to do this kind of, like, shaking around, sort of like as if the uh, we'd gone into kind of Warp Fighter 5 or something. I don't know. And I just remember thinking, what am I doing with my life if my mates could see me in Northern Ireland? They would just say, stop, wise up. What are you doing for a living? And that's one of the things, actually. It's, it's quite good having mates. Like, my best mates are still my, my mates from home, you know, from 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, they still think it's, you know, faintly ridiculous what I do. And, um, and that's quite a good way of keeping um, yourself grounded, actually. Is that um, advert on the internet by any chance? God, I hope not. There's a few <laughs> things on the internet I don't want to see again. Uh, okay. Um, well, sort of one last thing. A lot of discussion about so-called, um, you know, posh actors. Obviously, the yeah. success of Eddie Romaine and Benedict Cumberbatch and James McAvoy and Julie Waters have sort of weighed in. Um, you know, where do you stand on it? On well, I think what, I think what uh, James would have been saying was, he's not in any way saying that there's a kind of a, 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 a surplus I think it's just, it's important that, you know, and this is about government, mm. and it's about funding. I mean, it's, it's, this is about government. You know, it's not about the individuals involved that go into it. It's about funding, and it is absolutely imperative that to continue uh, the notion that the arts is a cultural heartbeat to everyone, and that the arts are there for everyone. Mm. It means that you have to give everyone the opportunity to go into the arts. And if funding continues to be cut, that will not happen. You know, I'm quite involved in Northern Ireland uh, in, the, uh, in the campaign against the uh, cuts in funding there because in the same way that sport provides an important heartbeat to a town or a community, the arts provide exactly... The, 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 it's got the same weight. And if you deny some people the opportunity to go into the arts, then that is a voice taken out of it that you don't want not to be heard. So um, I, I think that... James and um, uh, Julie were just saying it, it's imperative that everyone has the same opportunity. thought I'm good. Yeah. I knew I was good. I didn't know I was that good. Right. Thank you so much, Lamara. Cheers. Cool. So now I'm here with Steph. Steph's our community writer and the face behind our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. So Steph went down to the red carpet at the Empire Awards with our former video producer, Dan, on Sunday. Um, Steph, how was it? It was really good, yeah. I've never done um, a red carpet or any kind of film awards before. So yeah, it was, it was different, but really fun. And was it mentally busy? Yes. We got there really early, so it was very quiet. Um, but yeah, by the end of it, there were so many people. Um, so Steph interviewed some of the actors and had um, quotes about advice getting into the industry and general film quotes. So what are some of the nuggets that you got? Okay, so we spoke to Andy Circus, a.k.a. Gollum, um, who was brilliant. And he really summed up the Empire Awards from the actor's point of view, really. Do you know what? The thing about the Empire Awards is that they are incredibly relaxed. It's not like any other awards ceremony. There's sort of a sense of, it's a celebration, it is a true celebration of film, and everyone who goes, you know, goes along has a good time. So it's, it's not, it's not really, it doesn't ever feel competitive. Yeah. yeah. 
Cool, so it sounds a lot less crazy than other um, film awards, like the Oscars and the BAFTAs. Steph, did you get that vibe? Yeah, it was really nice, um, very relaxed. We had quite a bit of time to talk to the, um, the talent as they were coming up the red carpet, so directors, actors, that kind of thing. Um, and we spoke to Karen Gillan, who's in Guardians of the Galaxy and also was the doctor's assistant in Doctor Who. Um, and Karen Jankel, the producer of Paddington, about their advice for getting into the film industry and what you can do if you're interested in going into it. Um, absolutely. Um, I feel that in this day and age, uh, there's a lot of access to kind of being self-generating and, and uploading things. Sorry, that you've made uh, online and things like that, and that's kind of unique to this time. So I would say uh, be proactive and put your own stuff out there, and hopefully get seen. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Good night. Gosh, that's that's a difficult one, but I think just perseverance really. If you actually believe in something enough and you just keep trying, then uh, you know you're going to make a success of success of it. So obviously, being a careers website, Steph and Dan asked um, some career questions to the people walking past, so about their career in general and how they got into the industry. Steph, who are some people you spoke to? So we spoke to Dean's Charles Chapman, who plays Tom and Martin in Game of Thrones. Um, we talked to him about what made him want to get into acting in the first place. We spoke to Isaac Kempstead Wright as well, um, also in Game of Thrones. He plays Bran, um, about how he got into acting. Quite a bit of an amusing story there. Um, and then we spoke to Ryan Gage, he's best known for his role in The Hobbit, um, about going from a life in theatre to a life in TV, and also what his Hobbit audition was like. That also makes for amusing listening. And what was the performance or film that made you want to become an actor? I mean, I've been, I've been acting since I was four, so I mean, when I was four, <laughs> what I was doing. But, uh, I mean, as I've grown up, I've looked up to a lot of people. Leonardo DiCaprio, Will uh, Smith, yeah. And is acting something you still want to continue doing? Yeah, again? definitely. Hopefully, hopefully. So. How, is, how has working um, in television changed your career or, or your life? Uh, I mean, I've always, always sort of been working into TV since I've been like in TV about six, maybe. Like Game of Thrones is like the biggest thing I've ever done. That was just it's it's massive. Yeah. Where do you go from there? What's up next? Who knows? I mean, I, I did a, I did a film in Bulgaria last week, but it's, it's, it hasn't got the funds to make the whole thing. So if they get the funds, they can make the whole thing. And then if I'm still alive, the new season, then coming, coming out on a, on a Sunday and doing this kind of weird stuff is certainly quite a change. <laughs> with, with the doors that are kind of reopening to you now, I mean, is there a sort of directory of dreams working with, you know? Oh, um, do you know, I don't know if there is in particular, actually, more so particular film kind of genres of films I'd like to watch. And you said, what genre then? Um, I, I, I do like the kind of art housey, independent stuff. Maybe even the foreign language. Film, get completely oh, crazy. Right. <laughs> is it as your French? It's quite good. Is there a film or performance that made you want to become an actor in the first place? Um, Bugs Life. No. Uh, <laughs> um, no, not really. I, I mean, I didn't intentionally actually get into it. It was pretty much an accident. Um, I just went to a, I went to a drama group because um, I was looking for something to do at the weekends, and Game of Thrones were doing an open casting, and I, I went and had a go, and it just so happened that I was there at the right time, right look, and. Uh, yeah, it works out. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. How is working 
become The Hobbit changed your career and your life? Well, it's changed my life because I get to meet people like you at these wonderful uh, <laughs> events, that which, which didn't happen to me before I was working in the theatre. Um, it's changed my career, I suppose. Um, I suppose I, I maybe different. I, I get different sorts of auditions, perhaps, than I did before. People offer me things, and um, and I, I get seen for a different calibre of work, perhaps. But it was, you know, it, it was a different. I was a different world before. I was in the theatre. I was very happy there. Um, but this is really exciting. It's uh, and, a, and a new challenge, you know, in terms of learning how to do a, a different craft, uh, which it is. Uh, essentially, it's the same thing, but it's it's, it's different, and I'm learning a lot. Uh, you said at the press conference for The Hobbit that oh, yeah. you, you auditioned for several roles. I did, yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, did you read the books, and that's why you wanted to do so much in the film? You know, I did read the books. Uh, my mum read the book to me when I was a kid. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was going for, I went for lots of roles actually because they kept bringing me for different parts. I think they wanted me to be in it, but they were deciding um, who, who they wanted me to be, you know. Um, so that's, that's why that happened. But um, yeah, I, I read the books and I read the book uh, a lot before my audition. I went in with the book, in fact, and I was talking about things and, you know, discussing things um, with Peter when I, when I met him. It was a great, it was a great day. I was so nervous though, and I left the audition. I never told anyone this. I left the audition and I curled myself into a ball. <laughs> so it was so intense, by the whole thing. Just curled myself into a ball, and then John, the casting director, opened the door and found me on the floor, curled into a little terrified ball. Um, but then after that, it was nice because everyone was nice to me. So the next time you'll play an elf. Then. I'd like to. I'm not pretty enough to be an elf. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye. Nice to meet you. One of my best quotes from the evening, however, um, was Paul King, the director of Paddington. Here's what he had to say on whether or not Paddington was a personal story for him. With Paddington, was it a very personal project for you? I mean, yeah, I mean, I grew up in darkest Peru and I was raised by bears, <laughs> so there was something always very close to my heart. Yeah, just pretty much right what you know. It was, uh, I think, in, to a certain extent, yes, because, you know, we've all sort of gone out into the big world and we've all felt like outsiders and, you know, had those sort of nervous moments. Uh, he said, nervously fidgeting with his hands. He did this where you feel, Christ, am I really here at this awards ceremony talking to people? Um, so, yeah, I think there's some kind of, there's some things you can key into. Well, there you go. So there was quite a lot of advice there. So I hope you were making notes. We hope you enjoyed our film-related podcast with James Nesbitt and a load of other actors thrown in and hope you've taken some advice away from it. Let us know what you thought of our podcast and what you'd like to see in the future, really. This is all very new to us, so we'd love to hear your ideas. You can tweet Steph, our community writer, who's on our social media at GoThinkBig and let her know what you thought. Or just have a look on our website. We've got loads of new features going up every day and tons of opportunities at www.gothinkbig.co.uk. See you soon.